with the Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I'm here with Dr. Matthew Davids. Hello, I'm Matthew Davids. I'm an Associate Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School, and I direct the Clinical Research Program in the Division of Lymphoma at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. So when a patient is diagnosed with a P53 mutation and they ask you about P53 biology, what are some of the most important points to counsel them on? So really across hematologic malignancies, when patients either have deletion or mutation of TP53, the prognosis is unfortunately generally not as good as for other patients. And in particular, when we treat these patients with conventional chemotherapy, they tend to not do that well. And so generally when I'm meeting with a patient, if they have this abnormality, I, I first counsel them about the more aggressive nature of their hematologic malignancy. And then second, I, I kind of help them to understand that actually with some of the more modern targeted therapies that they can be much more effective than the historical chemotherapy-based approaches for the disease. So what are some of the latest research included in P53 therapeutic strategies? So in the presidential symposium, I kind of reviewed five broad categories of, of ways to tackle this problem of, of therapy for hematologic malignancies. And so, you know, that basically the first strategy is to actually try to just control the disease. So rather than trying to kill the cells through the TP53 protein itself, uh, to actually use other pathways to disrupt the survival of these cells. And so like a great example of that is a brutinib in CLL. It's a highly effective drug, even for patients with high-risk disease. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily need to kill the cell directly through TB53. Uh, the, the second approach is to actually target downstream of, of TB53. And so an example of that is venetoclax. It's a BCL2 antagonist, uh, which can directly target the mitochondria. So it doesn't rely on signaling through TB53. And this is a highly effective strategy in CLL, uh, also a useful component of therapy in other leukemias like AML. Then you can imagine combinations of these types of approaches. So in CLL, we and others have been doing studies of the combination of BTK inhibitors with the BCL2 inhibitor. In AML, there's combinations of venetoclax with the hypomethylating agents like azacitidine or decitabine. And then a, a fourth strategy I discussed is immune-based approaches. The traditional one, of course, is allogeneic transplantation, uh, which can be effective for certain CLL, CLL patients who have high-risk disease, but actually in AML, patients with high-risk TP53 mutation do not tend to benefit as much from transplant. So there's other strategies for AML in development. For example, magrolimab, uh, which is an anti-CD47 antibody, can actually help to harness macrophage-based immunity and increase phagocytosis, which can be very helpful in combination with other agents for AML. And then the, the final, the fifth strategy that I discussed was actually targeting P53 itself. Uh, and in particular, the focus of my talk was on reactivating P53 with drugs like epronetopop. This drug can actually help convert um, improperly folded mutant P53 into a confirmation that can then bind DNA and restore the activity of P53. And so there's various studies now looking at combinations of epronetopop, for example, in AML and MDS, combining this drug with azacitidine. And this does seem to be a very promising strategy. So fortunately, there's a lot of new approaches in development for this high-risk type of, of disease. It's great to hear. Um, so will different therapeutic approaches be better for P53 mutant versus deleted hematologic malignancies? So we don't know the answer to that question yet. I think it will depend to some degree on the specific therapeutic modality. So for example, if you're talking about the drug ibrutinib, uh, where it's kind of controlling the disease, working through other pathways, I don't think that's going to be that important of a distinction. The drug should work well in patients with deletion or mutation of P53. On the other hand, if you think about patients maybe who are treated with epronetopop, that's a drug that needs to reactivate mutant P53. So if it's actually completely deleted, 
then it may not be there to be reactivated and the drug may be less effective. Although often with deletion 17P, it's deletion of only one allele and you still have the other allele that, that's present and mutated. So that drug could, could still be effective in that situation. So lastly, is it better to focus on disease-specific therapeutic strategies or are there strategies that could be broadly applicable across P53 mutant cancers? I think this is really an open question in the field right now. You know, I think that the disease control control strategies probably are more disease specific. So really abrutinib works in CLL because it's targeting the B cell receptor pathway. That's obviously not going to work in a myeloid malignancy like AML. Uh, on the other hand, you know, targeting mitochondria directly like with venetoclax seems to work well in CLL and AML because it's, it's such a basic mechanism of the cells. And that's a strategy that could be more broadly applicable across cancers. I'd say similarly, immune-based therapies off, offer promise, I think, across cancers. And you know, some of the, the discoveries that are being made now in hematologic malignancies, I think, could also have future implications for solid tumors as well. Uh, obviously, the targets are a bit different, uh, but some of these fundamental cellular processes are similar. Uh, so I think there's a lot of opportunity to make progress across different cancers. Well, thank you so much for explaining all this, and it'll be really exciting to see how all this research plays out. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.